Welcome, everybody, to another great podcast from the Crystal River Church of God. Whether you're on your way to work, on your lunch break, or even taking a jog, our prayer for you is that this helps you to find focus for living. We truly hope you enjoy this message live from CRCOG. So I want to talk about real freedom. I, I, I took a long time last week, don't say amen, but I took a long time laying out the first point of, of the sermon. And so tonight I planned on finishing it. But I might just give you the second point and then give you the third one next Wednesday night. That'll work. That'll work. Come on, catch a few of you up. In the book of John, chapter 8, let me say to all of our guests tonight, thank you for being with us. God bless you. I, I pray that you are blessed. And, uh, you know, last night about one in the morning, I was up. I couldn't sleep. So I was trying to find stuff to watch because there ain't nothing you can watch. And I saw this advertising. I don't know why this, I don't, you know, I don't. But I saw this advertisement for a movie where up in the mountains, a Pentecostal church were handling snakes. Yeah, I saw that. I went, I may watch that. And then I went, nah, I don't want to watch that. That'll make me mad. So if you're here tonight for the first time, we do not handle snakes. The only good snake is a dead snake. I like snake boots, snake belts, wallets, but not in real life. Amen, amen. Bless the Lord. In the book of John, chapter 8, if you're there, say amen. If you don't plan on finding it, say go ahead. Well, how y'all know I'm talking the truth if y'all ain't going to find it? I might just be making up stuff. Yeah, all right. John chapter 8, just to let you know I'm not making it up. Put it up on the screen. You wasn't ready for that, was you? As he spoke these words, many believed in him. Then Jesus said to those Jews who believed him, If you abide in my word, hang on. I got dyslexic there for just a moment. I'm not making fun. I'm just really doing it. I went, ooh. If you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free, not set you free. Because there are plenty of truths that some of us might not realize, but it's still truth, it just didn't set us free because we have not received the knowledge of that truth and applied it to our life. The truth is, if you jump off a building, you probably are going to fall and break something, especially if you Popeye's age. The truth of that is that's the truth. But until you have experienced that, then you know for a fact that is true. So let's move on. They answered him, we are Abraham's descendants and have never been in bondage to anyone. How can you say you will be made free? They've been in bondage all the time. I don't know why they said that. But Jesus answered them, most assuredly, I say, whoever commits sin is a slave of sin. 
And a slave does not abide in the house forever, but a son abides forever. Therefore, if the son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. And last Wednesday, we talked about real freedom, about how the disciples must have felt and the so the disciples had to be on this roller coaster of emotions of where Jesus is like, I'm going to restore the kingdom. They're like, woo! And then he died. They crucified him. And they said, he said, I'm going to be come back. But they were not like waiting and looking and believing that he was going to, to do that because it had never been done. That's the way my God works. He does stuff that ain't never been done before. He knows how to restore a marriage. He knows how to restore you. He knows how to bring you back from the brink of destruction. He knows how to touch you in in, in just a moment and change your life. That's the kind of God that we serve. And so Jesus made that profound statement that you will know the truth and the truth will make you free. And if the Son makes you, sets you free, then you are freed indeed. But the problem is, is we have a lot of Christians who are walking around in the promised land as prisoners in the promised land. And we've got to learn how to live and operate in the promised land that God said we could have. So last week, point number one, is we dealt with that He wants to set you free from the pain of your past. Now, a couple of weeks ago, I preached that if you made it through, if you have pain, that means that only survivors feel pain. That means that you've been through something, but you survived it. And I know that maybe some of you thought you wouldn't survive it at the time, but you did. You survived, and to God be the glory, now you recognize that I went through that, and that should have killed me, but God brought me through it. I should have lost my mind right there, but God kept me safe. God kept my mind in ease. I, I didn't think, how many in this room said, I didn't think I could ever come back and you could point to something and say that event, that which happened to me, I wasn't sure if I could ever come back. But here I am, standing in the presence of God, standing in the house of God, worshiping Him, glorifying Him, and saying, devil, here I am. I've discovered that one of the main causes of unhappiness with people is that they're stuck in the past. They can't get over. They can't. They, go ahead, give it to me, Mike, because if I look at my notes, I'm going to preach. They can't relate to the present because they're still reacting to the past. And they can't get over what has happened to them. I believe, I'm telling you that, you know, we was not planned on doing that song. But I believe today that I'm believing for a miracle for your life on a Wednesday night when it's not supposed to happen on a Wednesday night. In a moment, God can heal you from your past and get you over it and so that you can begin to enjoy life. Jesus Christ Christ wants you free from the pain of the past, but also from the resentment. The pain of resentment. The Bible says, forget about what happened, uh, Isaiah 43, 18. Forget about what happened. Do not think about the past. Instead, look at the new thing that I'm going to do in your life. Begin to think about what God's going to do. You're never going to get free from the past until God is in your life. Well, that's what you Christians say. Hey, I'm just being real. 
There is a hole in so many of us that only Jesus is going to fill. You got to let Jesus fill that hole. And I wish I could tell you, when the first time you invite him into your life, I have met thousands of people who when Jesus came into their life, their whole life changed and they felt free. But I've also met thousands of people that it took a little while. Because how many knows that when I got saved, my spirits got saved, but not my mind. My spirit got saved, but not my body. My spirit got saved, but I hadn't got over what had happened to me. Listen, if you're a jerk and you get saved, you're just a saved jerk right now. Now, God can do a quick work, and we want him to do, but you don't change until the Bible says in Romans 12, 1, that, that when we are 12, 2, that do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Uh, Mike, you're not helping me. Give me my next one. I got too much in me right now. He also wants to help you get over the pain of regret. The pain of resentment. The pain of regret. What you should have, could have, would have. But you got to get over that, all right? Let me get my next one. When we fill our lives with regret, I got to give this one. When we fill our lives with regret, we can't live with that. So we try to blame other people and we try to pass the buck. And most of the time, we're just trying to bury the guilt, the shame, and the regrets. And we do it. How do we do it? We all know how we do it. We do it with booze. We do it with, with, with illicit or, uh, relationships. We do it with drugs. Some of us do it with work. Some of us just immerse ourselves in work and, and, and feel like we can't, we can't get enough of it. God specializes in new beginnings. Man, I want you to hear that. God, God specializes in new beginnings. Let him do a new thing in your life, but you've got to allow him to do it. Right, and so, Now, point number two, here where we are. I'm going to give you this one. It's 814. He wants to set you free from the pressures of today. Anybody need some pressure released today? I, I, he wants to set you free from the pressures of the day. That's the second dimension of freedom. There are three dimensions I'm going to give you. First one was set you free from the, from the past. Set you free from the pressures of the day. Because do you ever feel like, maybe I'm the only one, but do you ever feel like that life sometimes is out of control? And you're like, I stop the merry-go-round. I want to get off. And then you get off and there's a mud puddle there. And you're like, not here. Right? Somewhere else. But that's what happens. Life is getting more complex, and life is speeding up. I mean, I'm telling you, I've been pastoring for 30 years now, almost, and I promise you the things that I deal with with church people and just people in general are so much more complex than they used to be. Remember when all you had to worry about in school is smoking in the boys' room? And now they're doing other things in the boys' room. They shouldn't be done in no room. Come on. You know, now, now it's, it's, it's gotten more complex. Do you remember? Do you remember when the family was 2.1 kids? And now there are 16 kids with four fathers and three mothers. I mean, I'm just, just I mean, well, Pastor, that's where I'm at. Well, I'm sorry, but I'm just saying that's where, that's the complexity of what, where we at. That's not the way God planned your life. And if you don't get over the pain of the past, you're not going to be able to stay where you are. Because if you, as, you, as you move through this life without Jesus guiding your life, I want somebody to show me the way who knows the way. 
it'd be, really, it'd be ridiculous for you to ask somebody the way that don't know the way. So let's ask Jesus. He knows the way. He knows your life. You see, it's, it's, the life is getting faster, and it certainly isn't as simple as it used to be. We've even come up with new vocabularies of terms to describe our stress and pressures of today's living. We say, I'm worn out. I'm played out. I'm stressed out. I'm burned out. I'm run down. I'm used up. I'm bushed. I'm exhausted. I'm frazzled. I'm bone weary. I'm, I'm dead tired. I'm on my last leg. I'm at the end of my rope. I'm about to come unglued. I'm ready to throw in the towel. All these things that we've got because of life. But when you're under pressure, you need two things. Are you ready? You need strength and stability. You need strength and stability. And God offers them both. Hallelujah. God never grows faint, never gets weary. He gives power to those who are tired and worn out. Anybody ever been refreshed by God? Man, God comes in and refreshes you, and you're like, Woo, all right, I'm ready to go again. I'm ready to swing through hell with a water pistol, you know. Come on, let's do it, man. The reason you're so tired all the time is because you've never meant to live life simply on your own power. And i got to remind myself of that. Because I, I you know, uh, uh, and, and I'm thankful and I'm not, I'm not you know, don't, don't think poor old pastor. No, no. But there's a lot of, there's a lot of, there's a lot of pull for my time and a lot of pull for, for my uh, uh, whatever, my presence or whatever. And, and so I, I sometimes, and, and, I, and I can't fix people. And so I get, I get caught up, God, I, I, just want, I, I just want to help them, God. I just want to fix them. But I have to realize that I can't fix them. If Jesus can't fix you, well, there ain't no hope for you. But Jesus can fix no matter how complicated, how vast, no matter complex your situation is, God knows how to bring you out. Man, I don't know, I don't know if y'all have caught some of the some of the testimonies that, that Pastor Justin has had on the last word of his broad, of his podcast. Man, there's been some extraordinary testimonies of what God has brought people out of. Stuff you look at now, you're like, oh, they're just so spiritual. They're such a good Christian. You don't know back when. I mean, my, my wife's out of here, but she's, she's already told y'all once, so I can tell you. I mean, you wouldn't think my sweet little wife, little four foot ten and a half wife, been to jail? I mean, come on, man. When she told me that, I went, for real? What? To pick me up. That's good. That's good, Rick. Whoever said that, that was good. Who said that? I got you, Neil. I got you. I'm going to send you back to Canada. Anyway, I'm going to revoke your, your citizenship. Yeah, no, no. So, but, but she's been to jail for stuff that she did. You know, like everybody in jail is, 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 is uh, uh, innocent, not her. But that's what God can do for you. I mean, some of you I've known a long time. And I've seen where you were when we met or where you were and what God has done in you. 
I'm telling you that God will do you good. Jesus will do you good. Jesus will make you a better husband, a better wife, a better friend, a better brother, a better father if you just let Jesus do it, man. But here is the problem, and here is the problem with Pentecostal people is you just want to speak in some tongues and let God do it. It's more than that. you got to get the Word in you to get the junk out of you. you got to get the Spirit in. I'm not saying you ought not speak in tongues. That's wonderful. But if that's all, you, if that's all you're depending on, the Bible says it's the first initial evidence of the infilling of the Holy Spirit. You need more than just tongues. You, you need to be filled with the Spirit of God. God meant you, listen to me church, the reason you're so tired is you're trying to do it on your own. But God meant for you to have a relationship with Him, to be plugged into Him, to gain power from Him. The, some people have asked me, especially years ago when we wasn't as large and we didn't have any staff and it was just me and Pastor John, and people say, Pastor Ronnie, how do you do what you do? You're just like an ever-ready bunny or energized bunny. And I say, it's only by the Holy Spirit. God gives you grace for what you need at the time in which you need it. And when you give Him praise and give Him glory and not try to take credit, then God will continue to give that into your life. When you're out there trying to live life all on your own effort, it's no wonder you hit the wall all the time. This week I was working uh, at home. And I, was, and I was working on my, my battery. I mean, I was working on my uh, laptop, and I was writing some things, and it went dead. So I went to my book bag, and I got my charging cord out, and I went, and I plugged everything up. and Cut the computer back on, and it came on for a second. I'd type a couple of words. It'd go back off. I was like, this thing is not that old. I'd cut it back on, turn it back on, and it would do the same thing. Hit three or four times. I said, what in the world is the problem? And I had it plugged into the wall. And I had it plugged into my laptop. But I didn't have the two connected. <laughs> now, that's old age. But what I'm, trying to, what I'm trying to say to you, you can be plugged into church and plugged in over here, but there's no connection in between. And just because you go to church doesn't mean that you're all that a bag of chips and some government cheese. But when you get connected, then you have a power source and an endless supply of power. Are you listening to me? So we've got to make sure that when we come to church, when we come to church, we don't just sit here and like a bump on a pickle, but we plug in to the source of God. We plug in to God, whatever you want to do in my life is what I want you to do. I don't care who's around me. I don't care who's looking at me. I want you to do in me what only you can do. So that's the problem is that so many of us are running off of a drained battery. You're drained. And you're never going to get it filled up. Have you ever tried to live life like that? You keep shutting down when your battery's drained, when you're emotionally drained, when you're physically drained, when your spirit is drained. Jesus Christ has all the power you need. Matter of fact, he proved it. 2,000 years ago when they killed him and he came back to life. 
Come on, somebody. Hey, you talk about the ever ready, baby. He said, you can't kill me. Here I am. I'm, I'm, I'm back. Come on, somebody. You see, uh, Jesus Christ had all the power. He's got all the power. I, he said, listen, what I'm going to do is I'm going to let you kill me. I'm going to stay in the grave for three days. And then I'm going I'm to redeem all these people from here to eternity if they will just invite me into their life. And then when I'm going to come back with all the power that I need in order to make it happen in their lives. And all of history has been divided A.D. And, A, and B.C. by that event. It's the most significant event in history. And every time you write it whether you realize it or not you're using Jesus as a reference point you're using the resurrection as a reference point of your life hallelujah here's the good news I got, I got six minutes that's not the good news here's the good news the same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead can raise you up from your problems You know, I, I like that meme, and they, they show it. You know, I've seen it several times on Facebook, you know, where, the, you know, walking into your prayer closet is a little kitty cat, and then walking out is a lion. You know, because some people go, well, Pastor, I prayed and nothing happened. You're praying for the thing. But what you don't realize is as you're praying for the thing, God's working on you. And prayer does more for you than it does for your situation in front of you. You know, man, when, you, when, when I come out of prayer and I've already got a word, when I've already got a promise from God, I can see the situation and say I don't care what my eyes see because my spirit has a word from God and I'm going to hold on to what I see in my spirit realm instead of what I see in my flesh. See, he can raise a dead career. That's the good news. It's available to you and me. He can raise a dead person. He can raise a dead marriage. Now listen to me. And I'm, I'm, this is a little comical, but I don't mean it to be. There's a guy that, that, that his son passed away. That's not funny. And then, But he came by the church. He said, Pastor, would you go with me to the funeral home? And I go, absolutely. Man. He said, I'll go with you. He said, Pastor, I'm going to pray that God raises up my son. And I went, Bro, I ain't your man. Well, Pastor, don't you believe? I go, I believe he can. But I just, mm-mm. I'm not your dude. Bro, they done embalmed him. It, could God do it? Absolutely. Have I ever heard God do it? No. So I said, I'm going to be hurting your faith, so you're going to need to go by yourself. But I'm telling you that do I believe that God can? Absolutely. And I know that if he can raise Lazarus from the dead, if he can raise himself from the dead, what about your little old puny problem in the grand scheme of things? Now, now I know everybody in here, when it's your problem, it's the biggest problem in the world. The whole sky is falling. I remember... I remember back when I first started this this preaching gig, I wasn't the pastor. I was just serving God, and you know, and I, and long story short, I needed one hundred and forty four dollars and eighty three cents. You remember it like that? Yeah, I remember it just like that because it was my car payment, and I had left my job that I made good money to go on the road with my sister and her husband and be their roadie, and but but because they were uh, evangelists, and so. The day I quit, on my last day, because I gave a two-weeks notice, that's what everybody needs to do at least. 
Oh, they're going to notice I'm gone in two weeks. That's my two weeks notice. No, 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 baby. That's not scriptural. It's not biblical, man. And you wonder why Christians get a bad rap. The Lord told me to quit. Whatever. I don't know who Lord you're talking to. But anyway, let me move on before I get in trouble. So I needed $144.83. And I was riding with somebody, and he goes, hey, what's troubling you? I mean, I just, I'm believing God. I don't know how I'm going to make my car payment. And I wasn't, I wasn't just waiting by the mailbox. I was hitting the bricks trying to find another job. And so, so he says, the guy said to me, that's nothing. I need 102000 I forgot how much. It was over $100,000. He said, that's nothing. I need 100000 And I just looked at him because I didn't know any better. Well, bro, $144.83 might as well be $100,000 to me. Right? Everything is relative. Well, you ought not be upset over that, but I am. I mean, look. I know people, no, I ain't going to go there. Because I'm going to make somebody mad online, I'm sure. So I'm just going to move on. I'm going to move on. But here's what I know, that God can raise a dead career. He can raise a dead relationship. He can do anything. He's got all the power you need. When you get God's power in your life, you're set free from the pressures of today because you can handle anything. Philippians 4.13 says, I'm ready for anything. Huh? I'm ready for anything through the great motivational tapes I got off TV. That's not what Paul said. He said, I can, I am ready for anything because of Christ Jesus. That's how you do it. That's how you do it. I'm not against self-help books and all those things, but every self-help book's got their principles from the Word of God. Read the Word of God and you get it straight from the source and you ain't got to pay somebody $29.95. Come on now. See, that's not what he said. He said it's not talking about some self-help talk yourself into a positive mental thinking. I, I think I can. I think I can pull myself together. I think I'll pull myself up by the bootstrap psychology. No, he's saying I can handle anything because I've got the power of God in my life. He goes on to say I can do anything through him who gives me strength. How many's made it through some stuff that you didn't think you could make it through? But it was only by the mercy of God. You know, I see some of your hands raised up, and I know some of your stories. And I wish everybody else knew your story. I wish everybody else knew what you've been through because it would give them some energy. It would give them some power. It would give them some faith to know that if God can do it for them, because I know stuff on them, if God can do it for them, I know He can do it for me. All right, I'm trying to quit. It's the truth, if the truth were known, if we could do an x-ray of everybody's heart today, many of your hearts would read empty. You know, I, I, uh, I had to go somewhere this morning in, in my truck, and, and I drove, and then, so when I got, I went home to go change, to, to change into a little something different, and when I got in the car, the light came on to my car and said, you're about to be walking. What's your, what's, your, what's, your light, what's your light say? That's what mine says. You're about to be walking, bro. <clears throat> and so the light come on. But if we were to be able to do an x-ray, your light would be on in your spirit. 
that you're running on empty. And you know what I did? So, you know, I started looking for a gas station. And I know where they are because I, I live here. But did I go? No. So if y'all see me broke down after service, somebody stop and help me. But, but that's what we do. I, I, I'm only less than a mile from a service station. But I just didn't feel like doing it. And some of you sitting in this room today, you're sitting at the gas station. You're sitting where you can get refueled. But you sit there saying, I just don't know why. I don't know. I just can't. I don't want to. I don't want the people to see me pumping gas. But baby, you need to get your tank filled tonight. You need to get plugged in to the power source and get filled up with God. You're emotionally empty. You're physically empty. You're spiritually empty. That's probably the biggest disease in Citrus County. You know, I get, I get, I, I mean, I, didn't, I don't ever remember signing up for it. But I get, I get the, the, the people who go to jail, their pictures all the time. And yes, I saw some of your pictures. If you go to jail and they picture you, I'm probably going to see it. But why don't you say anything? I won't embarrass you. But I see you. I have no idea where I was going with that story. It was a good story, though. Yeah. Yeah, now I know. It's the biggest disease in Citrus County. And the disease is, it's not meth, but man, you look, you, I look at people on, on, that, on, that, on that website or that thing that I get, and I think, I don't, I, this is the way my mind thinks, I think, I bet they stink. Just look at them. I bet they ain't took a bath. They look like they don't bathe. Whoo. I can't go to jail. I'm going to tell y'all right now, just to smell. I can't do it. Why was you fighting? Because I was trying to get out of here. That's why I'm trying I can't take it. Somebody's going to take a bath up in here. I can tell you that right now. But I just, but the biggest disease is not drugs. It's not petted theft. It's not any of those things. It is an emptiness. And why they do what they do is because they're empty. But if they would just plug in to the source of God, then God can fill them to overflow. Not just half full, but to overflow. And the same thing, listen, you go, that's right, preacher. You're preaching about them old criminals. No, I'm talking to you now. I'm talking to you now. I'm talking about you going home and crying yourself to sleep or going home and looking at your spouse and wishing you had somebody else or wishing it was a different situation. I'm talking to you. I'm, talking, I'm telling you that God knows how to raise up your relationship, raise up your love tank, raise up your career, raise up whatever it is in your life that's empty. It's called Kodak Syndrome. We've got people who are overexposed and underdeveloped. I could preach that, but I got to hurry. You didn't get into this thing overnight. You didn't get into the problem overnight. But that's part of the problem of our society is we like instant stuff. We got, we like 
we, we, we like uh, 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 microwaves. And everybody knows there ain't nothing made in a microwave that tastes as good as slow cooked on the fire. And some of you are wanting God to be a microwave God, but he's a crock pot God. I didn't say a crack pot, a crock pot God. Takes his time doing, because when he's done with you, you're going to be able to say, mm, that was fine. God, do good Lord. I don't know, man. I've been through some stuff this year, 2020. Come on, somebody. It's 2020, man. Been through some stuff. But the only thing that kept me, kept going, is God. The only thing that kept I thank God for my wife. She's a great woman. I thank God for our staff there. I thank God for our church. You're a great church. But what kept you going? I was the only by the power of Almighty God. What was able to keep your head up the power of Almighty God that I know that he promised that this ain't the end, but it's just the beginning. And when I get through, I know, glory, glory. That there is another side of trouble. There's another side of disappointment. There's another side of whatever it is that you've been through. You just got to let God get you there. He's called. He's called the rock of ages for a reason. He's called the eternal rock. He's called the rock of our salvation. And many other terms. Why? Why would God compare himself to a rock? Because a rock is steady. A rock are strong. Rocks don't give in to pressure easily. They don't crumble easily. Thank you for keeping me up because I forgot. I didn't see that. In the Bible, God is compared 42 times to a rock. God says that's the kind of stability and strength that I can put in your life if you will just let me be your rock. Now, I'm not through with point two, but I'm done. I'm almost through with point two, but I'm done. Because I think that you need to understand. that You need to realize that God wants to be your source tonight. God wants to be your strength and your stability. I was, tell, I was telling uh, Popeye and Gypsy that when, we, when I was on my motorcycle ride, there was uh, me and my brother had stopped at this one hotel. And uh, where you at, Will? Come on, come on back, musicians, so I'll shut up. We stopped at this <clears throat> one hotel. And uh, and so me and my brother, you know, my brother's sixty five, and I'm 50, and uh, I'm fifty four, and so you know we, we ain't no big deal. We got off our bikes and everything, and these guys got up. the The oldest one was like seventy eight, which is almost as old as, as Popeye, but Popeye's in a lot better, a lot better uh, uh, condition than this guy. This guy got off his bike. <laughs> I'm not joking, man. He was holding up. To, he was holding on to his bike. And then he went to talk to my brother and had to hold on to his bike. I'm like, oh, my God. You're driving a 900-pound bike, dude. And then there was another guy, like, he was as big around four times as he was tall. I mean, he was just a little roly-poly. He got off the biggest Indian that you can buy. And then his wife, which was the same size, it looked hilarious, them rolling up. He got off and he's walking like this. You know the old Tim Conway? That's why he was walking, man. His wife was behind him, carrying something. I don't even know what she was carrying. I said, What time y'all leaving in the morning? They said, Oh, well, we gonna get out of here about we ain't gonna they said, we ain't gonna get out of here until eleven. <laughs> well that's good. We'll be long gone. We won't be on the road by the time y'all get on the road. But man, they were still trying to live life. 
But can I tell you that I I don't want to hold on to one of them. They're too frail. They don't have enough strength. There's not enough stability. I have no idea in God's name how they hold up them bikes. Because there were some heavy bikes. You know, and nobody was on a trike. Everybody was on motorcycles. There were like six of them. The youngest one was 68. Wild hogs, they were like wild oats or something. I don't know what to. But I don't need that in my life. That's what God is to you and me. Man. I need somebody that when the times get tough, they're not going to sway. I need somebody when it gets deep that they're not going to drown. That's what God is to you and me. He is stable and he is strength. Now, on a Wednesday night, you know, again, most Wednesday nights, people come to church that love Jesus. But I'm not, I'm not going to take that for granted. Maybe you love Jesus, but you've never asked him to come into your life. You need him in your life. Or maybe, you, you know, maybe you're just not where you need to be, which that would be probably most of us. But I want you to bow your heads with me tonight. And if you say, Pastor, I, I'm here tonight, and I, I, either I don't know Jesus or I need to ask him to come into my life or I need to ask him for forgiveness or whatever the case is, if that's you, I'm not going to embarrass you, I promise you. But would you just slip up your hand and you can put it right back down. Anybody in this room? I see that hand. God bless you, sir. Anybody else? I see that hand. God bless you, ma'am. God bless you, ma'am. I see that hand. Hallelujah. Anybody else? Hallelujah. I want to pray this prayer. This is the plugging in to the power source. Everybody in this room, would you pray this prayer with me? Heavenly Father, I ask you to heal me from my past. Heal me from the pressures of today. Come into my life and make me whole again. Tonight, I am yours and I will live for you and let you live through me from now on. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, give Jesus praise. Thank you again for listening to this message. We pray that it has inspired you like never before. For more information about Crystal River Church of God, how to give, or even our upcoming events, be sure to check us out at crystalrivercog.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Be sure to like and subscribe to this podcast. And we will see you next week here at CRCOG.